This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good afternoon, Cherries fans, and welcome to this extremely special opposition preview show here on Up the Cherries in all departments. Now, of course, final game of the season is against Everton at Goodison Park. I thought all along that it was going to come down to this, that both Everton and Bournemouth were going to have something to play for. Luckily, we've been on the beach for the past couple of weeks. Um, We secured our safety just after that Crystal Palace game. Of course, Manchester City did it for us, actually, by beating Everton, Um, of course, Sunday's opponents. But Everton do have something to play for. They're currently, though, in the driving seat. Leicester and Leeds are just below them, though. So any slip up, they could capitalise on. Now, it is a pleasure to welcome on a very special guest for this show. My special guest was a member of one of the biggest bands of the 90s. He was part of Ocean Colour Scene, of course, a band that was well known for the Riverboat song, The Day We Caught the Train, the album Molesley Shoals, and of course, the trademark song on TFI Fridays. Of course, that was the Riverboat song. It is a pleasure to welcome on Everton fan and bassist from Ocean Colour Scene, Damon Minchella. Of course, you are an Everton fan. Yes. Um, and a big, big Everton fan at that. Um, of course, it's not been particularly the greatest season this year. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't been last season. <laughs> um, starting the season under Frank Lampard, did you see that it was going to be tough from the beginning? Yeah, totally. I mean, Frank Lampard was absolutely fantastic in uniting the the players with the fan base again mm-hmm. uh, at the back ends of the previous season because that had got so fractured by the ridiculous appointment of Benitez. I mean, come yeah. off it. Allardyce, Benitez, forget it. Mm-hmm. Particularly Benitez, it was appalling. Um, so bringing in Frank, that was good, but obviously wasn't a great manager. Fantastic footballer. 
He may become a great manager. He may not. He, that's that's probably purely up to him and circumstances. But it was so obvious at the start of the season that it was going to be a struggle. And the fact that we were crying out for some a centre, at least one centre forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of buying anybody over the two transfer windows, we just sold people, which is down to the board completely mismanaging the team over. Since Bashir's takeover, it's been shocking. The team has gone absolutely backwards every season. Uh, you know, the hence why it's two relegation battles on the chart, you know. But bearing, bearing that in mind, due to my age, I mean, Everton have won the league three times since I've yes. been alive. Two FA Cups and a European Cup. So, I've, you know, I am used to where we should be, which makes where we are even worse. Not that we've got a divine right, but it's been coming for so long. You know, no centre-forwards. Again, so on Sunday, there's no, we haven't got a centre-forward unless we put um, Sims on. You know, who's, who's good, but he's still learning his trade. You know, he was at Sunderland on loan. So, a fact that a club that of our historical sides and have spent so much money literally do not have a replacement for Calvert-Lewin is, quite frankly, pathetic. So, we knew it was going to be a struggle for Frank. And that was unfair for him because if Calvert-Lewin had been fit for all those first half of the season, we'd probably be mid-table because all yeah. we're lacking is goals. <laughs> all we're lacking is goals. <laughs> but, least, but you know, you know what I mean? Sort of defensive midfield is generally up to scratch to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was obvious there was going to be it was going to be difficult. And they delayed getting rid of Frank. They should have done it while the World Cup was on, because that was the perfect time to bring in a replacement manager who's got eight weeks yeah. to look at what he's got. Mm-hmm. Or or she, he or she has got, you know. Um so now now we've got um Big Sean, who's yes. much more st- he's a he's whatever his limitations may or may not be, he's actually a manager with mm-hmm. experience. Um, you know, because the Palace game last season, that was purely that was forty-five minutes of disaster, followed by yeah. forty-five minutes of oh my god, we're gonna be all right. That wasn't mm-hmm. down to the map management, that was just down to the circumstances in those 45 minutes on the pitch, you know. Um, so, yeah, Frank, lovely person. I have met him as well. Very nice person. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible manager, I think. Uh, may become fantastic. But, yeah, we knew it was going to be a horrible struggle. Of course, Frank Lampard was there until about the 23rd, I believe, of January mm. before Sean Dyche took over right at the end. Do you feel that that's... <laughs> a little bit of mismanagement as well by Bill Kenwright and Farhad Mashiri to let Frank have the whole of the transfer window and then bring Sean Dyche in right at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of symptomatic of the way Everton appears to be run from, <laughs> from uh, at the highest level. Not to do with the, with the individual players who all do their best and whoever the manager is and coach staff, they're all doing their best. But yeah. the cards they're being given are completely... A mess because said you know okay if the board are thinking of getting rid of um frank you do it as soon as the world cup starts yeah you've got six seven eight weeks let's not do that let's wait till the very end of the january transfer window bring in nobody change manager you've got a new manager it's got no money and no time yeah i mean you wouldn't run a you wouldn't run a restaurant like that would you no, <laughs> you know, we've lost all our customers. The chef's terrible. 
let's keep going with the shame chef and the terrible <laughs> menu because customers yeah. are bound to come back at some point. Well, they won't when they say you change things. So it's, yeah, it is, it literally defies sense. It didn't, it didn't make sense for me after we beat you at Dean Corp, oh, uh, no, 4-1 no. in the cup, 3-0 in the league. I know. Of course, fans are unhappy. <coughs> um, it made sense to make the cut then. Um, but there has been a significant improvement under Sean yeah. Dyche. What, what has he done to actually change it from that game? Which, I'm going to be honest, Damon, so far this season, well, the entire season, um, Everton are the worst side we've played at home. Oh, yeah. we were, Those two games was, yeah. was literally anybody with half a brain and some eyes would, who was in charge of Everton would have gone, he's got to go. That's it. Yeah. Should have gone before then, to be fair. But yeah, well, what Sean Dyche has done is given the team some self-belief and tactics. Yeah. I mean, I know I've, I'm friends with a couple of old Everton players who get a lot of inside knowledge. You know, it's not just rumours, it's actually what goes on. And like Frank wasn't, would give no one any tactics. He would say to Michael Keane, I can't help you, you're too old. <laughs> Whereas then Dyche comes in and organises the team. It's yeah. the basics of football, reinstates the basics of football. I mean, we're not talking like some revolutionary overlapping centre-backs running down the wing. It's just like the basics of football, play the ball in, not two feet, but into space, get on the turn, et cetera, et cetera. Look for the pass, going out wide, all that usual sort of stuff you'd learn as a kid was was so tra- was so lacking in those two Bournemouth games, you know. Yeah. In fact, you know, you've... The, the, and it was a sheer fear from the players where they would always play the most boring five-yard sideways pass. Yeah. But pay it was such trepidation that the opposing team would know what they're about to do before they've done it mm-hmm. and be able to intercept it. At least now, in most games, like the Brighton game, that's where everything clicked yes. in, into position. And it's, these are the same players that Frank had. It's just a belief and a will to get the job done and to actually not to be brave on the ball, you know, which is this this isn't revolution, you know. But uh, yeah, we were appalling those two games. But as Evertonians, we still believe we always yeah. have. It's, it's some weird sort of <laughs> it's like a man who keeps walking into the same lamppost. Go, next time we'll walk at the lamppost, the lamppost will move. <laughs> not going to. <laughs> That, I was going to bring up that 5-1 win against Brighton because mm. nobody saw that coming at all. Brighton were going, have got themselves into Europe now, yeah. but nobody saw that coming. And that game, you know, how good were Everton? And was it the case that they were just playing at their complete maximum and have struggled to match that ever since? Because, of course, there was the one-all draw against Wolves at the weekend. Yeah, yeah I mean... It's because Calvert Luna had just come back as well. So yeah. what we had been like blindly, obviously lacking was that focal point. Uh, mm-hmm. So and having a fit Calvert Luna or any fit number nine worth their salt doesn't have to be Calvert Luna yes. could be anybody. Which is not Neil Mope, and it's not um, Ellis Sims yet. I, yeah. I, I hope eventually he will become a great number nine. But it was having that central figure that we know what we've got a get out ball. If we're being too too tightly pressed, we can go long to someone who is going to win it in the air. Yeah. So then you have the belief of the, the runners off him, whether it's Iwobi or Neil or um, Demario Gray, whoever. 
doesn't really matter at this stage. Um, so, and so Phil, Cam Phil Campbell-Loon gave the team a focal point and we were playing out our absolute best. And we were also playing a team that thought they would beat us. Mm -hmm. We're always better against teams that think they're better than us. Yeah. We always seem to play really well against teams that are higher in the league against us. Teams that we should beat. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, now we're always right down the bottom, so that's pretty much anybody. But, you know, <laughs> sort of, you know, say we're, like, you know, I don't know, we're playing at a Fulham or a Leicester. Oh, we should be all right against them. We always play terrible. When we go, when we go up against better teams, yeah. it's almost like... We play better because it must, it's the psychology of thinking, well, we're going to lose anyway, so we may as well go mm -hmm. for it, you know, as opposed to, and we don't have to break teams down. Teams that are yeah. like a lot of possession, we're much better against that because we're, where you're definitely not a possession based team because yeah. after three or four passes, everyone starts to panic. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, the club um, have recorded... Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The losses is 370 million plus over three years, which mm. is concerning. And I've seen a couple of tweets out there from <laughs> Evertonians saying that if Everton survive, it's prolonging the inevitable. But there is buyouts, mm. talk of buyouts at the moment. Um, how concerning is that? And if the buyouts happen... Of course, Bramley Dock is being built. How much of that 370 million is attributed to the Bramley Dock move? Um, certain elements of it, I do actually, and I can't go into any details at all. No, of course. Um, some um, a business partner of someone I'm really close to um, is involved with um, the the potential takeover and buyout. Um, I know who it is. I know how much they're putting in. I know yeah. that. What, what amount of shares Mashiri is selling and I also know the bank that is underwriting um, finishing Bramley Moor which is then obviously going to create more debt but that's debt for that's debt for new um, majority shareholders yeah. so that's their debt as opposed to the club's debt because that mm -hmm. debt is against their shares um, so that to me, me makes it very positive that we will stay here, obviously, hopefully. Yeah. Please do us a favour on Sunday. And, uh, <laughs> it'd be really good if, if uh, Bournemouth players and Bournemouth fans turn up on Monday. Yeah. Get the That's day wrong. It's fine. Come the day after. It's fine. Be on the beach. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be, yeah, yeah, you'll be very, very warmly welcomed to uh, yeah. L4 if you turn up on the wrong day. Um, so I, my look view of the future is probably not as bleak as a lot of Evertonians because I do have a bit of insider knowledge um, but of course then you, you then the, the new 
a majority shareholders when they do take over, then you're in a position of like, how long will they stay? What are they like as football people? You know, it's like you look at Chelsea. If um, Mr. Bowley pulls out, they are gone. Mm -hmm. Their financial situation is abysmal yes. compared to ours. Um, because they are reliant on one infrastructure run by one particular person who may decide to cut their losses. Mm -hmm. And that club can't then be sold again for that huge amount of billions because no one's going to touch it. Um, yeah. So there's always that danger with any of the football when there's a huge amount of money and it's a, it adheres around a small group of people. If they want to pull out, because these are business people who yeah. are very rich for a very specific reason is they're really tight with their money yeah you know there's all these massive figures going around but they manipulate this money to make more money eventually they will go you know so chelsea were very lucky after a had to go that someone came in because at any given moment a lot of the the clubs who are in the top two tiers could yeah. fall to pieces if they're um if the ownership model decides they don't want it anymore you know, so I, yeah, that was a very long answer to, I'm not as fearful as most Evertonians. No, so I'm still sceptical of everything because I'm a true <laughs> Evertonian as well, because that lamppost is still in front of me. Well, fingers crossed, everything is sorted on that front. Will Evertonians miss the old lady once oh you move? Oh my God, it's going to be appalling when we leave. Mm -hmm. On so many emotional levels, one of my best mates' ashes, I scattered his ashes, at the church at Goodison St Luke's. Mm -hmm. I used to go there with my dad, who's no longer with us. I went when I was first match when I was six with my dad. I used to go with my one of my best mates who sadly died of cancer. And his, as I said, his ashes are at the church at Goodison Park. I took my, my son when he was six. So it's yeah. not just that, it's all the memories of everything that's, of your entire life has a blue thing running through it, which is attached to Goodison Park. So when we leave, we go to this brand new beautiful stadium fantastic but i've been to the etihad it's not as good as main road main road is way better so the new stadiums tend to be quite soulless in comparison you know the yeah. the, the the facilities are better but no one's ever gone to a football match or yeah oh i'm going to support that team because they've got really good toilets yeah exactly to be honest goodison is amazing ground one of my favorite grounds yeah. to go to as well um it's just the atmosphere the whole feel of the place you know that you're in an old ground and in a club with a lot of history as well yeah. um before i let you go one thing we do need to do is predict this game um so damon how do you reckon this is gonna go hang on a second that's it as a relapsed Catholic, uh, <laughs> massive Everton victory. We're going to batter Bournemouth 1 0. Tarkowski header in the eight, 80. I'm going to go for the 81st minute from a, a Dwight McNeil corner. We'll put us 1 0 up, which then would mean we'll be absolutely dying of fear. For the remaining sort of <laughs> nine minutes, and then the ref's going to, the, the fourth official's going to put up the board and it's going to go 27 minutes of injury time. <laughs> um, I, um, well, where it, 
yeah, well, we've got to win, really. We don't have to win to yeah. stay up if Leeds and Leicester carry on on their trajectory, but we that's not the way you look at it. We've just got to we just got to win. And we really I've always I've always loved Bournemouth. They're my second team. Yeah. Um, they're going to do us a favour, aren't, aren't you, Bournemouth? Exactly. And if, um, any of the Bournemouth players and managers are going to listen to this, please don't. Uh, no, well, I think I think we'll win. And quite frankly, if we can't beat you, uh, but you lot, who's you know have really nothing to play for at home in the most important game in the club's recent history, then we deserve to go down. If the team can't get up for that, with you know nigh on forty thousand Evertonians kicking every ball for them, um, you know, then the inevitable, that lamppost will eventually knock you over. But um, I think we'll win. <laughs> it's Personally. going to be utterly horrible. <laughs> I mean, I was at the, uh, I missed the night four <laughs> game against Wimbledon because I was in Italy at the time. Yeah. The, the Palace game last season, I was actually down in Crystal Palace at a recording studio. <laughs> Which was a very odd place to be, yeah. but I was at the 90, oh yeah, I was at the ninety-eight game against um, Coventry when we needed to not lose to stay up. Yeah, um, that was horrendous, and then the yeah. euphoria was incredible. So um, I actually do have tickets as well for Sunday, so I'm going to be there. Excellent stuff. Oh, uh, I know. So it's either going to be, and it's quite a long way to get back to where I live as well, because I live in um, Wales, South Wales. So it's either going to be the nicest trip home ever or the worst. I've got to be honest. I think you will win. And I think it will be, do you know what? I think 2-0. I think actually 2-0. Okay. I think you'll get an early goal. That will settle the crowd. Like you say, the Goodison Park crowd are going to be behind Everton. Um, it's going to be hostile. It's yeah. going to be difficult for Bournemouth. I've said it all along. I've said it all season that I thought it was going to come down to this for both clubs. Mm-hmm. Now we're safe. I can I can only see one winner in this, to be honest. But, yeah, we will be <laughs> seeing you next season, Dave. <laughs> I hope, bloody well hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and... You never know. Um, of course, the last trophy that was won, 1995, the FA Cup final against Manchester United. Paul Rideout scored mm. in that game. Um, can those days come back? Oh, easily. A cup win. Yeah, of course it can. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the days of us being anywhere near challenging for the title would only be if we go down. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're challenging <laughs> for, you know, League One. Winners, cups. Excuse me, cups. Yeah, but you know, unless there's some breakaway from the top six and they form some European Super League, then the best of the rest we might have a chance. But yeah, yeah, I would would take a, I'd take top flight stages and and an FA Cup would be delightful. It'd be really good for my son, who's um, almost eighteen. He's been sporting Everton all his life. He hasn't witnessed. Nothing, <laughs> apart from despair, yet he still believes. <laughs> At least I've had three league titles and a couple of FA, two FA Cups and a European Cup to celebrate, even though they were all quite a long time ago. But, you know, my memory's still OK. Yeah, fair enough. Now, thank you so much for coming on, Thanks. Damon. It has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, all the very, very best in whatever you do next. What's on the agenda for Damon Minchella? 
Um, back into the studio, um, got producing some records, um, got some gigs with Ashcroft, um, and I need to mow the lawn. I've been in, yeah, well, I've got to mow the lawn before Sunday as well. At least that's some off out, out the way, so I don't have to think about that when I'm on my way up to Goodison Park. Ah, fair enough. Well, all the very, very best. You Perhaps never it. know. Hopefully, we'll do this next season. Sure we, we will, and we'll do. both. We'll we will both, do. When we're both in the FA Cup final, and we've just had a really dull draw in the Premier League. FA Cup final? Bournemouth? Yeah. Who would have thought that? <laughs> <laughs> Damon, absolute pleasure, yeah. and thank That's you so well. much, mate. Right. Cheers. Thank Enjoy. You. Enjoy, but don't enjoy Sunday. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this show. Please remember to hit the like, the subscribe and the bell button below to be alerted to any new videos we do here on Up the Cherries in all departments. Please also do check out our recent shows as well. Um, We've had Benjamin Bloom on talking about the teams that might be joining the Premier League. Will it be Coventry? Will it be Luton? By the time we do play Everton at Goodison Park, we'll know who that is. We do also have our cherry picking show. Also do check out our other interviews. We had Kendall Rowan on talking about Newcastle and of course, Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall. He's still a centre of attention. Don't worry, everybody. He's still there. But until the next show, thank you for joining us this season and all the very, very best. Up the cherries. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.